Stabbed in the heart because death do us part. Hello and welcome to Death Do Us Part. I'm Jeremy and I'm losing my voice. <laughs> I'm Laura and I feel great. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So let's start off with thanking our patrons, of course our one and only so far, the Jimmy Fuquay on Instagram. Thank you, Jimmy Fuquay, for your patronage. Uh, also, we'll go over our socials. You can find us at DDupCast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can email us at ddup.podcast at gmail.com. Send us your pet peeves. Send us uh, uh, any interesting stories, advice, murders. And, of course, you can find us on our website, deathdoespartpodcast.com. Also, for those just joining us for the first time, since we have quite a few episodes now, uh, just to, uh, the premise of our show, um, we, we talk about marital pet peeves, uh, how our spouses uh, respectively piss us off from time to time. <laughs> <clears throat> we uh, talk about murders related to those pet peeves, and we sum it all up with uh, hypothetical planning uh, the murders of our spouses. What? That's right. It's like writing an angry letter you never send because we don't want to go to jail. So we just say it's all in good fun and we're blowing off some steam. Could you imagine if someone didn't read the premise and then they were getting through an episode thinking that we're just going to talk about how like strong our marriage is and how we'll stay together until death do us part? And then, like, midway through, they're like, this is a lot of murder. And then we just start killing them. Someone tunes in for marital advice. <laughs> I am in the wrong place here. You came to the wrong show. <laughs> well, speaking of pet peeves, what do we have this week, Laura? Uh, this week, we are talking about bathrooms. They're disgusting in the first place. Pretty gross. Uh, I know. You have pet peeves galore going on in there. This is, I think, what started the show concept for me. Uh, one thing that, that Kelly does consistently that drives me absolutely crazy, and that's just, it's really simple, actually. She leaves her deodorant uh, or hairspray or some other beauty product or hygiene-related product right in front of the light switch. <laughs> so when it's dark and I reach my hand in, I can't see it, and I flip the light switch on. Instead of flipping the light switch on, I knock all that shit into the sink. And sometimes it's late at night and a hairspray bottle falling into the sink. It's like and clang, the, clang, 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 exactly. clang, clang, it circles around. The acoustics of the bathroom. Have you ever asked her, like, what is it about the placement in front of the light switch? I haven't asked why, but I have asked her not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know why her her first response is just to, like, set crap there. I think it's just, like, the last spot before you leave the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Right, so like you open the cabinet and put your deodorant on. I, I don't know why you wouldn't just put it back. In, that's, that's where mine goes. Yeah, I know. That's where <laughs> mine goes too. So it's pretty simple, but over time it is uh, built up. So when it happens, like like I hit it, even like before it falls, I just touch it and it falls over. I'm like, mother, mother. So, so mad. to save my sister's life, I should get you guys those clap on lights. That's a good idea. So you could just clap, clap. Or the, clap. S- the smart bulbs that I have downstairs. You can just say, Alexa, turn on my bathroom lights. Yeah, but Alexa won't hear you from upstairs. Well, I, you have to get I'd another to. Alexa. So buy me an Alexa and some smart lights. How I'm just that? buying you clap, clap lights. Oh, fine. <laughs> I'll take it. Is that your only pet peeve? Uh, that's my biggest pet peeve about bathrooms, yeah. What do you have? Um... All right, so I have one, but it's kind of a mini one. Um, and then, well, I have two. 
I always have more than one. You have a thousand, but we'll settle for two. <laughs> These are the top two. Um, so Nick doesn't shave super, super often. Uh, he doesn't grow. Well, he face- doesn't have to. Well, right? yeah, he doesn't grow facial hair like super fast or all over his whole face. Um, but when he does, uh, he leaves little beard hairs in the sink. Um, I don't understand how it happens because I don't get how you don't just like wash them all down with your shaving cream. But there's always like little tiny beard hairs stuck to the side yeah, of the well- sink. See, I don't have that issue because you don't shave. I don't shave very much. I, yeah. You know, I shave like my neck. Yeah. But I maintain maintain a certain you know manliness. Um, but like when I trim my beard right over the sink, I don't I don't wash it down. I just I clean it out with a paper towel because I don't want the hairs to go down the sink and clog it. I, th- I think with his his hairs, you know, they're 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 akin to like fine. Uh, thin hair like you could you could probably just put the cream on his face and let the cat lick that off so i think that would solve your problem um yeah i don't we don't have like sink clogging issues so it's not that it's just leave it. honestly it just ladders up to my biggest complaint which is um why am i the only one who ever cleans the bathroom we have lived together for five years and in the past five years nick has never once cleaned a toilet Never cleaned a shower. Really? Never cleaned the sink. How do you never clean a toilet? He's never cleaned anything. We have three bathrooms now, and he has not cleaned anything in any of the bathrooms. I clean like, both of our upstairs life toilets. does he leave? The best life, apparently. He apparently has the... And it's not like... It's now we know like, why he married you. He knew you would clean the toilets. I know. He knew that he would let you're it breaking, sit there. Your breaking point is far sooner than his. <laughs> Nick's is like a month and a half and mine is a week. <laughs> well, I'll say Kelly and I aren't the best about cleaning the bathrooms uh, with kids and cl- bathroom clutter. It's hard to clean it when it's so cluttered, right? You have to clean all the the items off before you can clean the counter and everything yes, else. Yes, yes. Just, just last week, I was giving the kids a bath one after the other and i cleaned their toilet while i was giving uh, multitasking our son a bath and then when our daughter came in to take a bath i i washed him let him play for a few minutes so while they're playing i went and cleaned the other toilet because our son is about as good as a shot (laughs) as someone shooting with their feet if you know what i mean yeah yeah so it gets dirty fast um yeah so i think that's my biggest one is i don't I don't understand why I am the only person capable of cleaning any of the bathrooms. Well, I would say just don't clean like it and I'm see what happens. I can't. But you would, it would drive I you literally nuts. literally can't. So. And it's not like I'm home all the time, so I just have, like, time that I could clean. Like, I work right. more than he does. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, Nick, if you're listening, clean the toilet or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of toilets, our drink tonight, what are we calling it? Toilet water? It's... There's actually a drink on the internet that is called Toilet Bowl. Okay, Toilet Bowl. So This is a variation of that because we didn't have the ingredients. And we were going to use lemonade, but due to a miscommunication, I have black cherry lemonade. So I think we call this bloody toilet water. Yeah. So it's it's lemonade and vodka. It's pretty simple. Cheers. Bloody toilet water. Boy, does that carry some connotations. It's surprisingly delicious. That's what you would expect. Um, there was this murder that I read about, um, and I can talk about it now because I didn't end up um, using it, where this woman was drowned in her toilet. Ooh. So I feel like if you were killed by being drowned in your toilet, you could have some bloody toilet water. You, you certainly would. Yeah. yeah. 
So this is possible murder scene toilet water you're drinking right now. Tastes delicious. It tastes very lemonade-y. All right, so who's going first this week? Um, I'm going to pretend it's my turn, even if it's not. I'm really stoked, so it's my turn. You go for it. Um, okay, so my murder is the bathtub murders Ooh. from August 2008, and it's the death of Sarah Widmer. So um, Sarah and her husband Ryan met on a blind date. They were fixed up by a friend of hers. Because... Never a good start to a murder story. <laughs> blind date. Well, they were fixed up. It wasn't like nobody knew him. It wasn't some Tinder. Well, it's 2008. Obviously, it's not some Tinder situation. But, Got it. Okay. Um, he was the roommate of a friend of hers husband like so he used to be his roommate and then they got together and got married so she knew him and then she thought that he would be like a good match for sarah got it okay um so obviously they were they dated um they got married in april of 2008 uh they went on their honeymoon everything was going great until august 11th of 2008 so literally just 114 days of being married wow that's about some celebrities there um yeah so uh i'll tell you this is like ryan's side of the story so he said that it was just a normal day he came home from work they had dinner specifically leftover hamburgers was mentioned delicious approval so far um watched some tv um they watched her shows first and then he watched um some football game um and when he was watching that she went upstairs to take a hot bath um, so then he later goes upstairs, um, and he thought she must have fallen asleep in the bath because he found her face down in the bathtub. Uh-oh. And he calls 911, um, and he's like, my wife must have fallen asleep. She's face down in the bathtub. Um. This is just how, him recounting the story, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You can listen to the 911 call if you oh. like. Oh, they're always online. I don't have it pulled up, but but you can find it, right? Yes. Do you want to listen to it? Uh, it's not. It's not that interesting or incriminating. Okay. Never Basically, mind uh, he just calls nine one one, says that she fell asleep and she's face down. Um, they tell him to um, like take her out of the bath and then try and administer CPR himself. Um, so then. Uh, like 11 minutes later the emts got there and they tried to give her cpr themselves and resuscitate her and they spent like 45 minutes trying but it was too late it's a long time um and she was gone uh so the story should be she just fell asleep and drowned but um the emts felt like something was off about the scene um for example the arriving police officer said he'd found sarah in the master bedroom lying on the carpet um and that he felt for a pulse, and he helped administer CPR on a quote unquote dry, not dry body with wet hair. I don't mm-hmm. know why I said quote unquote. He said like a dry body was like the main point. Um, and the nine one one dispatcher um, had told Ryan to pull her out of the tub and move her to um, the bathroom, the bedroom. Um, so you would have thought that her body would have still been wet. And then the police sure, yeah. went into the yeah. bathroom expecting to see like water on the floor or like wet towels from when he like dragged her out of there um but like all they saw was a couple of droplets around the drain and even the towel that was on the floor in front of the bathtub was perfectly dry 
Got it, got it. Um, and then there was also bruising around her neck that they found to be consistent with the type of bruising that you see with strangulation. Mm. And there was this whole thing about, like, well, the bruising could have been caused because they spent 40 minutes trying to give her CPR. Oh, but yeah, that kind yeah. of bruising would be specifically on her chest or possibly even, like, around her jaw because they put, like, an oxygen mask on her. Yeah, but, like, nothing yeah. around her neck that would be like the finger marks consistent with strangulation interesting so um he was convicted of murder for drowning his wife um but he had three different trials the first trial was overturned because of juror misconduct um they conducted their own experiments for how long it took a body to dry after a bath which is something you're that not allowed like to do as a juror. Partying. Yeah, I don't know. Like, hey guys, um, let's see how long it takes me to dry off. I'm naked. just gonna air dry over here. The second ended in a hung jury, which was like a fifty-fifty split. Um, and then the third was a con- three trials. Oh yeah. man, I can't even imagine. And then the third was finally a conviction. Um, after the jury deliberated for twelve hours. Wow. So he got 15 years to life, um, and people are really split, like, down the middle about whether or not he did it. There's this whole camp of people who just, like, convinced that he had nothing to do with it. Um, there was no, like, real motive for the murder. They sure. Nobody was cheating on anybody. They couldn't find any, like, legitimate motive behind it. Um, and the other thing was that there wasn't really any signs of a struggle, like, like I mentioned before, there was no signs that he pulled her out of the bathtub, but there was also no signs that he, like, Like a broken shower her. curtain. Or, yeah, or, like, yeah, shoved yeah. her into the water and, like, trying to strangle her or drown her. Hmm. So, um, it's back in the news kind of recently because it was, um, in 2018, it was the 10-year anniversary of her death. And he was appealing his verdict again for, I believe it was the fourth time. So since he's been in jail, he's just been appealing and appealing, and they've do been get? shot down. Mulligan. Um, I'm not sure. I think there's there has to be, be a limit. Like I he, I saw somewhere that he'd gone up to try and get it appealed, like at the Supreme Court level. And I feel like once okay. you reach yeah, that yeah. level, then you're SOL. I'm actually surprised he got convicted. If there was like um, no physical evidence. Well, so that was one of the things is they felt like there wasn't enough evidence to really have convicted him. Um, but this time around, what's different because his appeals keep getting denied is that they're trying to get his wife's DNA released and you'd be like the victim's DNA. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Um, so what it is, is that his family believes that Sarah might have this genetic disorder that's called long QT syndrome type seven. And it's a condition Hmm. that can cause irregular heartbeats, um, and, uh, like lead to like strokes or um so her thing was that she would like fall asleep in a bunch of different like she was known like, to have fallen asleep in random places not, not quite like narcolepsy but right like, but like prone she to fall asleep. yeah um there was videos of her where she was like at a party surrounded by like 15 or 20 people who were like loudly partying and talking and she's like knocked out snoring well, shit i could do that i mean <laughs> she was just really tired um, but she does, so she was regularly described as walking on her tiptoes, having really bad headaches, and then feeling fatigued or falling asleep in random places, which are mm-hmm. all markers of this disease. Got it. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to stay posted and see if they will release the DNA and then test it and see if she has this, because this could 
if she did have this, then it could conceivably make sense that she would have actually fallen asleep and drowned in yeah, the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. Whereas before they were like, if she fell asleep, she wake up if she started drowning or why right. did she fall asleep in a bathtub so in a sense it's her family trying to get the dna his family oh, it's okay so they're trying trying to absolve him by showing yes. him, yeah no she could have fallen asleep and he has this whole he's got like a website of supporters and he has this whole like group of people who are like trying to get protesting outside of like courts and trying to get this dna released and i mean if they their whole thing is like if they do release it and then she doesn't have this disease, then it's just, you know, you can mark it off the list like, nope, uh, here's more evidence that he probably did it. But if she does have it, then a potentially My innocent his, man. His final appeal. Yeah. Hmm. So um, I flipped back and forth. I'm not really sure where I, I stand. I would read one article that you could see was like written from the point of where they were like leaning towards, mm, I think he did it. And I'd be like, he yeah. totally did it. <laughs> and then I read this whole DNA article and like all about like how like every his other mom... episode of Making a Murder. Yes. It's like, no, no, he's innocent. What did they do? Oh my God. He oh, did, there was he did this it all. one. No, he's innocent. There was this one lady who like saw him on, um, he was on like a Dateline episode. And then she started talking to him. Her name was Jan. Um, and she talked to him for a really long time. And then in like his second or third trial, she shows up and then claims like that he confessed to her that he murdered his wife by punching her in the chest. And she like has this whole story and it's like, we've been emailing and talking. And then he confessed to me when he was like drunk oh, and all this stuff. And they were like, this isn't consistent with like any, anything. This story doesn't make any sense. She didn't have like a bruise on her chest that like she was pumped, been punched in the chest. She didn't mm -hmm. have like any sort of like bruises or any sort of wounds on the back of her head. Like she fell and hit her head. She had these strangulation marks around her neck. Like your story doesn't contribute. doesn't line up. <laughs> so, trying to get famous. Yeah, super interesting. My murder is really similar, except the outcome's pretty similar. But people doubt the outcome the same. There's like a shit ton more evidence that the guy did it. <laughs> so this one, you're like, the guy did it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm fully on board. So this is actually from an article, uh, April of this year, in 2019. But the, uh, about the death of Shelley Colvin. But she actually died in 2009. But the trial just happened. It took a decade for this to go to trial. Oh, I saw this Did you? one. Okay. Right. So her husband, Roderick Colvin, um, he was estranged, and he um, lived just across the hall uh, of their Manhattan apartment. And um, his daughter, who's not, um, who's nine years old, um, had called him screaming the morning of December thirty first. So not a great way to ring in the new year. Uh, so since he lived just across the hall, he came over. <clears throat> Wouldn't that be so weird, like, to be estranged and then just move? Right, right. Well, so they were in the midst of a divorce. So, you know, they probably had properties, to, to, to you know, finances, everything to split up. I know, um, but, like, across the hall? Not even a different building? Yeah. Well, maybe it made it easier for, for the daughter. That may, they may be why they did it. So, yeah, he lived just across the hall for about a month. Just about a month they've been separated so far. Um, so he rushed over. He claimed to have pulled her out of the bath, uh, which was filled with bloody water. He wrapped her up in a comforter 
Not sure why. That's not like life-saving advice. <laughs> if someone Warm her up. has fallen in the sh- in, in the shower or in the bath and and you know hurt themselves, just you know, wrap them up in a comforter and they'll be well, fine. Yeah, you can't say comforter without comfort. That's true. Uh, so strangely, uh, as the police found out later, um, they didn't know at the time. The night before she was found dead, she told her husband Roderick that she was going to cut him out of his will, among other shared finances that she had already cut him out of, like uh, as a beneficiary for her her life insurance and things like that. Her will was worth about five million dollars. So there's motive. Okay, doesn't Clearly, it make sense unlike, though if your husband's your guy who like had no estranged, motive. or if you're getting divorced, that you he wouldn't necessarily be in your will yeah, anymore? Yeah, to- totally makes sense. I don't understand why she had to go and like tell him, but yeah, not sure. Not sure why she had to tell. You're not in my will anymore. Maybe it was like that. So the police didn't know that at the time, of course. And the coroner actually just declared her death accidental, and. Not a single piece of forensic evidence was collected. No fingerprints dusted. No DNA collected. Nothing at all. Um, so they had they had nothing. Um, didn't bag a thing. And to honor Shelley, who was an Orthodox uh, Jew, um, she was buried in just two days with no autopsy. So two days after she was found dead, she was already in the ground. So they they didn't do. Uh, any sort of, I'm not sure about the coroner. He had to have looked her over, but at the time he just ruled it was an accident. He must have taken him at he his word, didn't. or the daughter was convinced, convincing enough. Uh, whatever she might have said. Is there some sort of? I know that there's some religions that have like, um, stuff like against autopsies. Oh yeah, and that's so they did no autopsy. Okay, because okay. of so, her religious beliefs. Yeah, so he probably didn't really look that intensely yeah and that may be that may be why um so it wasn't until much much later that her family started to piece together some oddities that they found um they found out about her wanting to cut him out of the will one of her friends had talked to her about it and she knew that um, she was going to have that conversation with him um they found out about other finances that she had already severed and even strange things like um, she got a keratin treatment for her hair the same day, and you're not supposed to get your hair wet or even exercise for like three days afterwards. So why would she be in the bathroom? That is literally um, the most legally blonde argument ever. Right, right. You had a perm, but your perm is intact. So there's no way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she must have had a good uh, pink legal team. <laughs> um, so, and then, uh, Roderick was not wet uh, at all claiming he had pulled her out of the bathtub. Um, her friend, Deborah Oles, um, was a friend of Shelley and, and Roderick's, um, said that he told her that his wife had an accident and died. Um, her first thought was, wow, that's a really weird coincidence in timing because she had just told her about cutting him out of the will. Uh, and she's like, and that really basically solves all of his problems. But then she kind of felt guilty thinking that. Because, you know, it was declared right, an accident. Right, supposed to be, like, no... her friend or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to be a friend when, when two people split up and one of them's a fucking murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet a lot of people chose sides after that. So all of all of this added up, and the family decided to exhume her body, and they asked for an autopsy. Mm. The result was clear, that she had been killed by neck compression. So it was no accident. It was yep. definitely a homicide. 
Um, so again, unlike yours, this was very clear. Uh, Roderick was not indicted, however, until 2015. So this happened in 2009. 2015, he was finally indicted because they had to collect um, a lot of circumstantial evidence, interviewing people, piecing together yeah, all the motive Yeah, because they didn't have any actual evidence. Not a single piece. He could have piece. sweated all over that whole entire bathroom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although he was there because yeah, his he daughter called him. At, so. at some point in time. And he, yeah, and he yeah. went in. Um, which is strange that he claimed that his daughter had called him and she never denied denied it. Yeah, did she call him or did she not call him? Yeah, and... and How old is she? Uh, she was nine at the time. Oh, okay, okay. That makes a lot more sense. So she was 18 when this went to trial. Um, so Roderick's parents had, had then taken custody of the children after Shelley died um, in all the turmoil. Um, and they actually, the police found an email... Uh, which was a plot to take them back as a means to getting some of the money that he had lost. So her money obviously would go to her children. Right. So he right. had planned to kidnap his daughter, Anna, oh take her to Mexico, and sell her hand in marriage for $10,000, which would remove her from her grandparents' custody because now she would be married. That's messed up, right? Do that That's to your daughter. That's so messed up. He even so wrote, then what? But then, so she would be removed from her grandparents' custody. Because she got married, but then how he still wouldn't get the money, or is this just? I think uh, her life is just worth the ten thousand dollars. I mean, he may have had more planned, but they they can only. He was going to then convince her to give him the money. Like that's not going to work out. Well, it might actually, as we'll see later. Uh, He even wrote a false confession from his daughter's email describing uh, her guilt and that she had a fight in the bathroom with her mother. The email was never sent. Um, he also told the same friend, Deborah, <clears throat> that he had planned to kill his parents to get his children back. And she said, we were in the car driving, and he said to me, you have to help me kill my parents, uh, which she told Dateline. She refused, adding she feared even if she did, he'd kill her too. And he said, no, 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 I, I only want to kill the people who tried to take my children from me. So he flat out just told her, like, like his plan. Why was she still friends with him? Well, she went to Dateline, so I'm pretty sure that was probably the tipping point. Where she's like, mm, <laughs> she's I don't like, want to be your friend. This anymore. is the line, and you've crossed it. And she's in the car with him while he's. It's like, I know, there's no escape. I know. Um, so his parents believed that this murder plot was bullshit. They didn't believe her. His parents, who he said he wanted to kill, even his kids believed he was innocent and still do, which is a strange part to me because you think the daughter would have seen or known something. Right, if he's saying, oh, yeah, she called me, and she's like, well, I never called him. Well, did she say that she never called him? Then, no, no, she never said that. So I feel like maybe way. she did, like, if he did it and then left. Which is my thought, yeah. And then she wandered, like, he did it and left and went home. And then when she eventually wandered into the bathroom the next morning or whatever and found her, she did call And if her they dad. had done any any forensic anything, maybe they would have said, well, the time of death doesn't match up or right. something like that. Exactly. So, so she didn't die at this time. Sooner. She died way like later in the after. Like she, she died at 11 p.m. instead of like, you know, something a.m. In the morning. Yeah. 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 So they, they just have no idea because they just wrapped it up. And then their, their younger son, Miles who was 12 years old by the time the trial took place, um, said he lost one parent and he doesn't want to lose another. Well, he was... Yeah, he was much younger. Um, And after they sentenced Roderick, he he was convicted and sentenced 25 to life. 
Uh, he simply responded, Luckily, my daughter, who is there that night, knows the truth. She's the only one who could. Which makes me wonder, what the hell happened? Was she part, was she part of it? And At nine years old? I honestly just think she slept through it. Probably. I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm- I think she slept through it, and therefore she didn't hear anything, so she thinks that nothing happened. Right, right. And he just wants to maintain his stance of innocence. Because his kids still believe yeah, that he is. Yeah, so, for sure. There's I mean, two people out there, well, his his parents too, that believe he's innocent. So that's probably enough for him. To keep saying that he's innocent no right, matter what. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. So yeah, similar, but come on, the guy did it. I mean, there's there's no physical evidence, but they well, know but she they was have, murdered. They have the motive. There's motive. Which is, the motive is the there's big thing I, that was missing from the other one. and accounts of him talking about... Um, um, things like this. So. And the other thing is, um, what was missing in the other one? Oh, Everything. the witness was credible. <laughs> That's yeah, what I was going to yeah. talk about was there was this other woman in, um, mine who was like, oh, he, he told me about it, but she was completely not credible. So. Yeah, yeah. no, this was a friend of, of both of them and she recounted the, um, the will and all the finances yeah, she had, and things like she that. Yeah, she had multiple, multiple things that he said that were a little sketchy. Yeah, just a, a little bit off. So I wouldn't strangle Kelly in a bath bathroom. That doesn't, that punishment doesn't fit the crime, right? It's not your style. No, no, not my style. So my hypothetical murder has to do with deodorant, of course, right? And I was like, oh, what could you do? You could lace the deodorant or... Uh, put some sort of poison on it. And then I thought, no, no, no. A much more terrible way to go out would be the aerosol spray deodorant. And you, Does she even have that kind of deodorant? No, but I'm just going to buy a shit ton of it. <laughs> and you probably don't know this, but many people have actually died from essentially overdosing on deodorant spray. Um, people intentionally inhale it to right. get high. Right, yeah, yeah, huffing. But there was one recorded incident back in 1998 when this, um, there may have been more since, um, but at that time that was the only recorded incidence of an accidental death from aerosol spray. And it was basically just overuse. He doused himself too much. And do you He was so it? worried about his hygiene, he would spray himself top to bottom over and over twice a day. And due to overexposure from the aerosol spray, um, I'd imagine like lack of oxygen. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. Um, he he ended up dying, uh, wow. and just just a young young kid or young adult. Uh, but at that time in 1998, I didn't really go like look at the history of this because I just wanted the method, not necessarily the history of aerosol death. But in 1998, <laughs> 130 people uh, reported by the BBC, so uh, just uh, just in the UK, had died from purposeful use. Um, so I'm sure there's way more today. But the oh, fact, yeah. the oh, fact yeah. stands, deodorant can kill. So I thought about lacing it and all that, and then I was like, no, no, no. So I'm going to buy a lot of cans, uh, a lot. And then I'm going to wait for that one night when Kelly's just so tired, she can't even budge out of sleep. We've all been there when you're exhausted and, and nothing will wake you up. And I'm just going to let all the cans spray and fill up the room until there's... What about yourself? Oh, well, I just won't sleep in there that night if she's dead tired. Oh, yeah, but the guy sprayed his body over and over again, and it killed him. He didn't sleep in it, so couldn't you potentially kill yourself? You need, like, an oxygen mask or something. 
Yeah, I, I would I would need an oxygen mask to to implement it, but basically it would probably present itself like carbon monoxide poisoning. Yes, right. Uh, but smelling much worse. I'd get axed too, just for oh, the no. added added effect, which is caustic on its own. I think. So after the fact, I'll break a spray can of deodorant in the bathroom, which would justify the smell. Uh, Although maybe not suffocation. I'll open some windows, air it out a little bit before before the police get there, and 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 basically they might just say, "Oh, well, sleep apnea, or oxygen starvation, or carbon monoxide poisoning." Um, or broken deodorant or or a can of broken deodorant and she'll go out uh, by deodorant the the instrument of my frustration wow creative all hypothetical of course (laughs) mine's not that creative um i read this article called slipping and falling in the shower is real and it's terrible that was the whole title? Yeah, that was the whole title. Um, actually, it started out with PSA, slipping and falling in the shower is real and it's oh, terrible. Wow. And it was basically about how it's not just um, people who are elderly who fall in the shower, but anyone can fall in the shower at any time. Yep. And then I was looking at some statistics. Have you ever fallen in the shower? I have not. Have you ever slipped and almost fallen? Uh mm. I had knee surgery, and I was kind of one peg-legged, and I definitely almost fell. You feel that, like, tingle and pain in your toes. I don't know if that resonates with you, but, like, when you almost fall and, like, your feet grip and you grab onto something, and then afterwards you're like, man, like, my my feet tingle because I feel like I almost just died. Because, like, you grab something so hard because you have so much fear, and then you've, like, cut your hand open because you grabbed it so hard. That's what she said. Boom. Yes. Then I was looking at some bathroom statistics, and um, about 21.8 million people over the age of 15 years um, get in bathroom-related injuries a year. Wow. That's pretty common. So everyone needs one of those suction cup uh, handles in their bathroom. Well, it's not just like, um, it's not just the shower. Um, Like, for example, 8% of them, 8% of these were um, toilet-related. Okay. Maybe like what are you doing in the toilet? Well, like um, standing up, sitting down, using. Two uh, percent of those were from overexertion. Well, we've all been. I'm surprised. <laughs> Only two percent have admitted they've. Two percent of injury. the eight percent of toilet related injuries. Okay. Um. So <laughs> my murder is basically to just um help cause a disastrous shower slip. That doesn't sound too hard based on the statistics. No, surprisingly easy. Um, but so there was this one time that you will definitely remember that I got really into dusting and I got this new like wood cleaner to dust with and I dusted like our kitchen table oh, yeah. with yeah, it yeah, I remember and that. like a bunch of bookcases and everything. Um, and the overspray got onto our wood floor. Oh, yeah. And then it was the slipperiest floor and uh, your kids were falling all over the place. Nick was <laughs> like falling all rink. over the place. Like everybody, everybody, I think at some point either fell down or almost fell down. Yep. So um, it won't work for the bathroom floor because the bathroom floor isn't wood, but coconut oil will. So my plan is to grease up the floor of the shower with coconut oil. Oh, yeah. So it's just super slippery. And the thing about coconut oil is if you do it when it's dry, it'll like stick to the bottom of the shower. But then when the water hits it, it'll make it even more slippery. The shower is most slippery when 
the water first starts, just like the road in the rain, right? Yeah. <laughs> so then Nick would turn on the shower. He would get in. He would slip. He would fall. He would bang his head horrendously. Um, I mean, I have some pretty, like, geometric kind of soap dispensers. And, like, <laughs> the ones in our bathroom are, like, these really heavy... Um, it's like concrete, but like fancy, I guess granite, but they're like really oh, yeah, solid and sure. heavy. So if I just placed those in some um, locations around in the shower, which he'd probably think like, well, that's weird. But then it would just give him more opportunity he, he to really, he really think anything. No, about? no, he wouldn't. Pay, he wouldn't notice, <laughs> um, but it would give him some more opportunity to really bang his head on something. Strategically place sharp corners all around the bathtub. Yes. For his falling in the shower. Yeah, he's a tall guy. He'll fall hard. I know. And our shower is like a metal door and like everything is like metal and glass and very hard and very disastrous. Well, that is a painful way to go. So, yeah, you should probably keep your bathrooms as clean as possible. Yeah, it definitely should. Make sure you put that deodorant away, please. And thank you. And wipe those hairs out of the sink. Yeah. And while bathrooms are messy and marriage is very messy, murder is messier.